Hi, I'm Elizabeth Dawson, your financial expert and financial coach for our show, Ways to Love Your Money. And, uh, you know, our inspiration is from our book, Wealth by Design, and, and that's where all these things came from. But today what I want to talk to you about is, a, is an article that we have on our blog, and it's, uh, you know, suddenly single. And this is kind of an impact for people today. So the average age of a widow in the United States today is age 59. We never think that that's even a possibility. Uh, we might be getting married later in life. We might be, you know, marrying a spouse that's maybe a few years older than us. Um, and then, uh, you know, emergent things may happen or sudden situations might change our lives. But uh, why we want to talk about this uh, this subject is because we want women to feel more empowered by their situation to know what their finances are. Now. It's not just women out there. Sometimes it's a husband or sometimes it's, you know, a situation where one in the partnership or the or the relationship or the marriage um, doesn't necessarily understand the finances and they don't want to. Maybe it's something like that, you know, old uh, Popeye cartoon where it would go just want, 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 and they just didn't want to hear uh, the different aspects or, or the knowledge or the information about, let's say, finance, money, financial planning, um, all those different aspects in their life. So uh, the bigger concern why it's a widow or even a widower, because um, I've experienced in my own personal family, um, you know, the women in our in our life kind of um, have, you know, predeceased younger ages to my father and then also to my brother-in-law. And they're here now and their incomes have changed. The same with women. If the average age of a woman at age 59, if that doesn't seem like that's young to you, it does to me because I'm getting closer to that age myself, we need to take a much more active role in how our finances are because less than 3% of us out there today are having an active role in making those financial decisions. So again, if you want a copy of that article, I definitely encourage you to reach out to us um, or go to our blog on one of our websites. It's definitely there. It's called Suddenly Single. So think about this. If, if you've only made 3% of the financial decisions in your life, and then if you become the surviving of the partnership or the, or the uh, marriage relationship, and these financial decisions have made on your behalf, how does that make you feel? And do you understand how to make those financial decisions in your future, how to make them effective? Uh, this is important because, again, Statistics have shown about 54% of our income may drop when one of our, you know, when our spouse dies. So how do we empower our women? How do we empower our men out there to make better financial decisions about their situation? Uh, most people I talk to when I meet them pretty much 100% of the time, they all think they have a plan. They're just not so sure about the plan. And uh, if you're not really identifying what it looks like, if, you know, if there's two of you, what happens when one of you dies? We're going to die. We're, we, you know, it's a guarantee in life. And I remember growing up, uh, my mother would say this, you know, there's, a there's two guarantees in life, you know, death and taxes. People have said this for, for generations, right? Well, if we know that death is coming and we know that taxes are probably going up, do you think we should get a higher knowledge about how to deal with it? So one of the things that we create for people is something called an income for life report. This income for life report is so powerful because we need to see what our income looks like while we're living and life is going well, and we need to decide, can we live on what's left over if one of us predeceases the other? Now, I don't know about you, but whoever's in your life, I hope you love them. I hope you want to take care of them. I hope you have goals, dreams, and desires for the future if you're not in place with them um, to be able to live them out. And if, especially if you even have younger children at home, how do you protect that? 
Um, and if you don't have children anymore at home and, and you have dreams for your grandbabies or something to come, um, these, are, these are things that you need to talk about. So talking about finances together and being connected is so important. So can you live off of 50 or 54% less income uh, when, when your significant other passes before you? And if you can't, is it better to start doing the planning now? You know, we talk about a statement that says, you know, income solves everything. And it really does. Uh, you know, I've seen it where uh, my mother passed away 15 years ago. And, you know, that's a big deal for us, right? 15, almost 16 years ago, actually, now. Uh, Dad's been on the same amount of income. It lost mom's social security, but he's been on the same amount of income and has had cost of living increases. But today, just him living on that versus mom and dad when they were living on that same income back then and making it work today, it's just not enough. So are we planning for inflation? It can't just be a dollar amount that you have now, but you need to really pick that apart. How much do we have together? How much do I have if he dies? Or how much do I have if she dies? And will I be able to live on that? You've got to determine these factors now because this is what keeps people awake at night. So yes, ladies, if you're only involved in 3% of the decisions out there, I think it's time for you to get empowered and say, I need to know what's going on with these financial decisions because they're going to ultimately affect me in my future. And if it's going to decrease my lifestyle or decrease my capacity to have a better lifestyle and a better quality of life, I think it's time for us to know. Now, there's been a lot of ladies out there that have been single that I've helped. And these ladies, I have empowered them to not feel that they have to be worried about not being taken care of. And it's really important because that is the concern. How are we going to be taken care of in our financial lives, in our future lives, if you know we have a health event or if I want to retire today? Um, and that's a funny kind of topic because people will tell me I wanted to retire last year or last week or today. And then when we actually show them that they can retire and live off the same amount of money that they're living on today, uh, they, it's like hard for them to believe. Then they start to get nervous. So going into retirement and looking at the decisions about what life looks like financially for you, you've got to answer some questions to yourself. How much is the net amount of income, not the gross, but the net amount of income I need to live on in my retirement years or if my spouse is no longer with me? If I have a health event, how do I want to be taken care of? Do I have a health event plan? And if I don't have a health event plan, what's it look like if I want to create a plan? It takes time to set these things up, but if you're not going to a true professional to help you do it, you need to make sure that you're creating that plan on your own and that your family members or whoever's going to take care of you, that they know what you want to execute. Now, some people, when they do their estate plan, they think it's their kids that are going to take care of the responsibility. Well, maybe it's not your kids. Maybe it's you know, someone that you trust, you know, in your financial world and in your life that they would make the best decisions for you. But whoever you put in charge, even if it's a hired fiduciary and it's a company that does this, you want to make sure that they know what your ideals are and what your best interests are. So map it out, design it. That's really what the book that we created, Wealth by Design, is all about. It's your wealth and you design it. Now, if you don't have a true relationship with the value of money and what you have going on with it, now is the time to be empowered. You know, I want to empower, you know, men and women, but I especially want to empower women because of this particular article, Suddenly Single. It is, you know, astonishing to me that the average widow is 59 years of age in the United States. 
that is really, really scary. Where they thought, oh, I'm gonna be you know, living with my spouse or my significant other into my 80s and then we're both gonna go. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Life happens, we need to be prepared for it. So with that said, we're gonna have a financial expert on the show here that is an expert in the health insurance world. Her name is Diana Polikov, and we're really excited to hear what her perspective is and really what her passion behind educating people about the right way to purchase you know, health insurance and then um, having options and being able to compare. So I hope you stay tuned. I hope that this is an inspiration to get involved, to take charge and be empowered. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and you're still staying tuned um, for our show, Ways to Love Your Money. The, the importance of talking about women in finance. We have, a, we have an incredible expert guest that's with us today, and can't wait for you to hear about her perspective and how to protect yourself from um, all the events in life when it comes to health insurance. And uh, I really am uh, excited about having her tell her story here on the show. So her name is Diana Polikov, and um, I want to say thank you so much for being a part of the show, Diana. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks for inviting. That's oh, an honor. Okay. Well, um, it's, it's great to have you here. I know that there's so much going on in your world all the time when it comes to health insurance. And do you mind just telling us a little bit about you and, and your passion for what you do? Sure. Well, actually, in health insurance right now, it's a slowdown because the open enrollment is closed. So our Super Bowl is uh, towards the end of the year. That's when the open enrollment opens up, and that's when people usually shop for health insurance, mm -hmm. and we get really busy. Uh, during that time of the year, I work 10, 12 hours a day. Wow. Um, so a little bit of cool down. Um, yeah, uh, you know, people still uh, have life events. They, you know, some people uh, lose health insurance provided through their job. Um, and that's when they qualify to get health insurance in the middle of the year. Other people have babies or change their address, and that's when they um, have a qualifying life event. So we, we do still help those people, but it's not as busy as closer to the end of the year. Well, and I know you have a passion for this, and you have something called the insurance hotline. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's an easy. I was, um, I was looking for a name for my uh, corporation, and I tried many, and for some reason, the Insurance Center Helpline really, um, I thought that it's, it repre represents really what I do, because I do help people, and I mostly help people over the phone. So Insurance Center Helpline really is uh, the name that represents what I do. Uh, so. Well, that's good. That's good. So, so if we can kind of uh, just take it to another place, I want to I want to rewind a little bit, and I want you to tell me a little bit more about, um, you know, you're an immigrant from another country. I and, am. And our listeners don't know anything about you, so I'd love for you to kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, your journey. Absolutely. So I came to the United States back in, in 2002. Um, I was young and uh, very ambitious. I'm still ambitious. Um, so I just graduated from law school in my country. Uh, and then I came here. And the first thing I said, I told my mom, my mom, my mom was living here. Let's go to whatever college universities are here. And let's go ahead and apply for something. I didn't care what I was studying. Um, I really wanted to go back and, and, and do first thing. I think first um, 
thing I did, I took the business English course because I thought this is, you know, whatever I do, whatever I decide to do with my life, uh, being able to speak would, would definitely be helpful for me. Mm-hmm. So I signed mm-hmm. up. Um, and then and then I decided to do uh, uh, pursue a criminal justice program at uh, San Francisco State University. Completed that, and then I worked in uh, in legal field a little bit. Um, I was a paralegal helping attorneys, and then you know at some point that became really boring. <laughs> so, um, so I decided to take it even further, and then I've completed um, my uh, master's degree in finance. And I specialize, uh, I really chose to specialize in personal finance. That was really dear to me for some reason. I, I have no idea even when I was thinking, why did I choose personal financial planning? I have no idea. <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, maybe I was like, I was so passionate about the stock market. I wanted to learn more about that. And and, and it could have been that, you know, it, I started learning more about personal finance, investment management, and so on. And I got myself into, um, you know, that, that, that's my degree. That's, I, I can say proud, I uh, do have a master's degree in personal finance. So, so let's kind of talk about that. So why did you take a course correction and go into um, doing basically health insurance planning? Well, at the time that I was still enrolled, I was, I was still enrolled in school, completing my uh, master's degree. Um, the, there was a lot of noise, a lot of buzz about, that was back in 2013, yeah. Um, yeah. about the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. mainly know this uh, Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had my insurance license at the time, so I decided to try and see, I saw an opportunity, <laughs> you know, honestly, I realized that's a little bit, you know, I'm a money girl, right? So I look, I look at the, everything from the uh, opportunity standpoint, mm-hmm. and I did see opportunity. Um, I realized uh, if, if health insurance is required and would be required for at least a term of, you know, four years, I don't know, uh, there is a lot of um, opportunities here. Mm-hmm. I, can, um, I can get into the field that I know nothing about, and I can be successful in three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. Uh, yeah, and a lot of people were talking me out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I, think, well, I think you shared with me that your family was trying to talk you out of that. They wanted you to use your, your law education. Exactly, yeah. So especially my mom, you know, she said, we did not came to America for you to sell stuff. You know, for her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she, she really wanted me to... Um, go ahead and pursue my career in, in corporate finance, um, which it could have been, uh, it could have been a way, but it was, it was something that I did not want. I did not want to, to go back to the corporate world. So, um, yeah, and you know, I was right um, because I got into the health insurance. It was so challenging. It was so hard, especially in the beginning mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. when there was so many cha- changes to the law, changes to the health plans. A lot of the health insurance carriers were running out. Um, they, they, were not, uh, they were not open for business, basically, because... Um, because of the challenges and because of the requirements the Affordable Care Act put on them, uh, many of them 
we're not ready for that. So um, many of my colleagues who were insurance agents, they basically ran out as well <laughs> because yeah. they did not want to work more, uh, work harder and get paid less. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they got used to the idea of making 20 percent on a sale and the opportunity of making two or three percent on a sale was not something they were looking forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you know, when you crunch the numbers, uh, when you have one sale and you make 20 percent or you have 100 sales, you know, it's all about the numbers. Uh-huh. Well, I know that it's not always about the numbers when you're, you know, when you're just such a great professional at what you do. And you shared a story with me about a lady that uh, was really at her, uh, probably her her wit's end to to be able to uh, pay for her health insurance. Do you mind sharing that story? Right, Elizabeth. Actually, this is something that made me stay in the business. Is that Um, right? Yes, exactly. You know, when you do help someone and when you see that um, this person is better than you know he or she was before they met you Uh you realize that it's not everything about money right Um, so uh, during one of the enrollment events and that was very that was in the beginning I think it was back in 2014 um, I met a woman she um, she was very shy you know she approached me because probably she saw me uh, as an immigrant as well so she came to me and she said, I need your help, but I have no idea what I want. And I said, OK, let's sit down and see what you have now and we'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. So basically, she showed me her policy. She had health insurance. She had a good PPO plan uh, and she was paying uh, over a thousand and four hundred dollars a month. Um, she was working two jobs. You know, uh, she needed that health insurance. She couldn't cancel it or give up on it because her husband was ill and they really depended on that. And she was basically slaving on two jobs and barely making $30,000 a year. And for San Francisco, that's, you know, that that's not enough, especially if you have so much for health insurance. So we basically, uh, what I did is I, um, uh, run some numbers in the cover California mm-hmm. uh, and then we actually found out that she qualifies for a subsidy and uh, subsidy was quite generous mm-hmm. so yeah. I told her that uh, basically she would be paying um, a few hundred dollars for mm-hmm. the same yeah. plan that she had and, and actually the, the new plan had a little a few extra benefits that the previous plan did not mm-hmm. so, you know I, I I can't say that she was happy. She was crying. Oh. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I got those emotions and butterflies. And, yeah. and when you work hard and you see that someone really um, benefited from the work you did, mm-hmm. uh, this, this gives you um, power to move on. And, and, and well, I think, when you're, I think when you're doing things and it's in the best interest and the right you know, in the right way, doing things that are, you know, for the client or for the person or for the the emotional person that you're talking to, if you're doing the best for them, you know, and that that becomes a a life-changing event, not only for them, but also for you. Absolutely. You know, it's all about the information. So this lady, she had no access to information. What I did is I basically gave her that information. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't do anything extraordinary. Um, I didn't pay from my own pocket or anything. I just guided her into the right direction. Mm-hmm. And this is one option. 
you have this option. You can you can use that. Uh, if you're paying taxes and you're working hard, why not benefit from the subsidy, right? Sure, so sure. definitely. Well, she still calls me. You oh, know, okay. calls okay. and then she calls me, asks me how are your kids doing. Yeah. So you know, she she got she was so happy um, that. She unintentionally became my friend. <laughs> oh yes, that's the best. That's the best situation, the best possible outcome. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. So there's many people that are listening to this show right now, and a lot of people that are plagued with the higher cost of uh, health insurance, especially if they're self-employed or if they're, you know, don't they don't have health benefits that are offered through the company that they work for. Um, so, so what would you tell people to do right now? And we might not be at open enrollment, but it's going to be coming in a, you know, faster than we realize. So what would you tell them right now? Well, absolutely compare. I, I always like to compare and see what your options are. Mm -hmm. And obviously, even if you cannot do anything right now, if you can get a better plan, if you can mm -hmm. save money on your health insurance, uh, why not right. get that advantage, right? So compare options and, you know, plan for the open enrollment. If there's something good coming up, definitely jump on it. That's yeah. that's my advice. Well, if not, it could be the other way. You know, it could be that the employer is offering much better benefits that they're available on the individual market. So it doesn't really make sense to, to mm -hmm. change, mm -hmm. right? And and what else, what else is important is people need to understand that they have to compare apples to apples. Oh, you know, agree. Yeah. If they... If they're comparing a very good plan that the employer offers with the worst plan available in the individual market, obviously they will uh, make uh, a bad decision because sure, they're sure, not comparing sure. apples to apples. Well, good. Well, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for you know giving us your wealth of knowledge and wisdom. And uh, you know, if people need to reach you, how, what's the best way for them to reach you? Well, I'm very active on social media. I do have a website, which is Insurance Center Helpline. It's right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, you know, people can find me on YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel where I talk a lot about uh, health insurance. Uh, I, I, that's actually very helpful uh, for a lot of people to understand what a PPO is, what what's an HMO, what's the relation, mm -hmm. what's the best, mm -hmm. what's sure. not. What, what is a deductible? How does it work? So I explain all of that on my YouTube channel, which is called Let's Talk Money channel. Um, okay. Yeah, you can find me. I have a lot of I, I think I, I, I think I dominate the health insurance on YouTube at this point, at least um, on the health insurance and cover California keywords. So definitely they, anyone can either search me for, by my name or by uh, the name of the channel, which is, again, Let's Talk Money channel. I'm there. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Uh, again, your, your expertise and also your passion and drive for what you do. So thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Elizabeth. You're welcome. Diana is such a wealth of knowledge. We are so much more fortunate to have heard what she had to say today. I mean, what a great interview. There's so many people out there struggling with the cost of medic uh, medical care and health insurance and um, you know, this lady that inspired her to be in this business and to be a powerhouse in this business has just been um, an incredible story. And I'm sure that you can relate because most people have a story when it comes to health insurance or being able to afford the higher cost of premiums, especially if we have a full family or if we have someone at home that's ill. 
So if you need to get more information about that, please don't hesitate to reach out. We'll get you in contact. But, uh, you know, Diana is a true advisor in that role of, of really talking about what your options are. You know, apples to apples, not apples to oranges, which I think is so many of the options out there that we're seeing. It has to be something that's catered to you, especially in the health insurance world. So again, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes to come. And it was great, great having Diana on the show today. The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.